I'm Lee and I am a compulsive eater. Uh, my, uh, I was, had a phone ring and I had to answer that. And so I didn't get to hear the entire reading, but, uh, experience, strength, and hope. Oh, Lordy, what's my experience? Well, 35 years coming to these meetings, uh, I've had some experience. Uh, I'm not one of these people that had the great experience of getting slapped sober the first, slapped abstinent the first, at the first meeting and stayed that way for 35 years. So I can't say that I've been abstinent all these years. And uh, actually, according to someone that I know in the Los Angeles area, would say I was still a baby because I haven't had 10 years of back-to-back -back abstinence. And um, But I keep trudging the road of happy destiny. Uh, I was in this, came in this program in the early days when uh, Gray Sheet was going out. In fact, I think it was mostly out. It was just that it was... The meetings that I went to, um, they were still giving it out if you wanted it. So I took it to see what it was like. And uh, it's not a food plan that I can emotionally or physically follow. I occasionally, if I want to say, oh, God, I've got to take off five pounds by the end of the month, end of, end of the month I might work, it, work at it for four or five days out of the month. But um, it's not a food plan that is, to me, it's, it doesn't even look healthy. And I think that was one of the reasons that they that they kind of gave up on it because it was people were complaining about having trouble working it. And uh, so, to me, my abstinence has to be um, smaller uh, meals, maybe maybe four four small meals a day. And I I learned this after having my bariatric surgery. Um, or, well. My doctor said it was surgery. I used to say it was an attachment. I had a lap band for about six years. And um, after I had the lap band installed, I learned how that I was going to have to eat very small meals several several more times, maybe five times a day. And uh, this worked great. Lost a lot of weight. That's what I can say about bariatric surgery. It'll help you lose a lot of weight. But it doesn't work on the emotional or the, the psychological stuff of it. And the spiritual stuff of, of uh, overcoming, uh, for lack of a better term, an eating disorder. Uh, in fact, when I first, the first time I was contemplating it, at least that means the psychologist that had not worked with people doing bariatric surgery. And I was explaining to him that, you know, I was a compulsive eater. I said, you know, that's, I, and he said, well, what's that? And I said, well, it's kind of like an alcoholic. I said, you know, um, one cookie's too many and 12's not enough. But he said, well, you know, I've heard alcoholics say that. The alcoholics that I've worked with have said something similar about, you know, one drink is too many and 12's not enough. And I said, well, it's the same thing. And he said, well, what do you mean it's the same thing? It's the same disease, just a different substance. And I said, if you're going to be working with these people who are going to be coming in here contemplating bariatric surgery, I would wager that a majority of them are suffering from something similar to, to what I have and that they need, you know, just losing weight isn't going to be the total answer to their issue. And it wasn't. Uh, fortunately, I, uh, my lap band worked beautifully. I lost over a hundred pounds in less than a year. And my doctor was giving me gold stars. In fact, they told me that I was the talk of many, many staff meetings because I was their fastest, most successful lap bander in the history of Swedish weight loss up until that time. And then about the time that I left Seattle, they had stopped using or were terminating the use of lap bands. And 
my understanding is they don't do them anymore. And, um, but um, I mean, I would, after losing mine and having it gone for two years now, I would give my IT to have another one provided it was installed correctly as my previous one was. It was my, it was my fault that it failed, not the, not the doctors. And um, I, uh, I did gain back some weight after I had that, they had to remove the lap band, but I have, actually I've had, I got a little over a, years of, a year of what I call a maintenance abstinence, but I have lost about, oh, eight pounds or so in that year's time. And it's not a lot. I don't like the fact that I've only lost eight pounds in a year, but I also don't like the fact that I, uh, when I am working on a losing abstinence, I find myself being extremely hungry. And I don't know if it has something to do with the removal of the band and my stomach not being used to use eating. My stomach won't accept small meals. It wants a big regular meal. And that doesn't work for me anymore. And uh, so um, I, uh, I turn it over every day and I just say, you know, God, let me, you know, guide me to what I'm supposed to eat. And uh, sometimes I'm thinking, did you really guide me to that or did I? But uh, as, I, as I live this program to the best of my ability, as far as I know, uh, I, uh, I'm maintaining anyway, uh, a little about a, well, my, probably a 30 pound weight gain after I had my, my band removed. Now I'm down to about a about 25 pound weight gain, I guess, after losing some of the weight. I haven't, I'd have to do the math and I'm not real good at math, even that kind of math. And uh, so, uh, but I keep working it. And uh, I uh, do a lot of service in this program. In fact, I'm our uh, intergroup rep to the uh, region two uh, assembly in a couple of weeks, two weeks, three weeks, I think it is. And then uh, in the spring, hopefully COVID allowing, I'll be able to travel to Albuquerque, New Mexico for about five days or maybe more, maybe six days, I'm not sure, of uh, World Service uh, Convention, uh, conference, and uh, convention, something different. Conference is the business meeting of all of World Service worldwide. And uh, I've never been to an in-person one. I went last year to uh, the virtual one and hope this, we're planning that it will be in Albuquerque this year. That, well, actually next year, 2022. And uh, I've heard a lot about it from people who've been for years, but I've never never had the opportunity to go. And um, I keep on on, on uh, trucking, um, and I I probably am not. I mean, there's no probably about it. I'm not a person who is into this. Uh, you know, every waking moment of my life, there was a time when I was. I mean. It, back in the early days, before we had a lot of OA literature, I had the we had the, the big book and AA 12 and 12, and I used to write and write and write and fill notebooks. And everywhere I went, I either had a big book or a 12 and 12 with me. I could go to a I could go to lunch, and I would have my my notebook and my big book or my notebook and my 12 and 12, and I was writing and writing and writing on the steps, the traditions, whatever I could write on. And I wrote for years and years and years, and I filled notebooks and notebooks and notebooks. And then about oh, three years ago, I got a bad case of writer's block and I haven't been able to break it. And recently we got a, a, an email from World Service that they would like people of diversity uh, to write an article about their experience of being 
the diverse person in OA meetings. Uh, how does how does OA treat you as a minority? And that could be a racial minority, uh, gender minority. Uh, in this particular case, gender. In most cases, it's what if you're the only man in the room? And boy, have there been times when I've been the only man in the room. And um, people from the LGBTQ community, um, many different, many di di people with disabilities, people whose uh, English is not their, their uh, native language. Any, so if anybody out there wants to write an article like that, you can go to uh, oa.org and uh, somewhere in there, there's a flyer on it, but I don't remember exactly how to find it, but you can have fun you know, playing with the, the webpage. And uh, they would like to hear, if you're going to submit an article, they would like it by October 31st, I believe it is. And uh, since I wasn't really prepared to talk on tonight, uh, I think I will probably let go here and uh, turn it over to the rest of the people who are showing up. And that's great. Seems like we now have six people here. That's wonderful. And uh, keep on trucking, folks, because it's a wonderful, wonderful journey as you trudge that road of happy destiny and I emphasize of it's not to because there is no place called happy destiny the road you trudge is your happy destiny and on that note I'll shut up thank you